Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning everyone How are you doing? Peace and blessings to you God bless you Welcome to Inspirational Tuesdays On the Nikki Rich Show You are listening to your Tuesday inspirational host Katrina Chevalier Cormier Bringing you words of encouragement and inspiration Every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time If you would like to connect with me Please search Katrina Chevalier Cormier on Facebook. That's Katrina with an K, with the K, Chevalier, C-H-E-V-A-L-I-E-R, dash Cormier, C-O-R-M-I-E-R, again, on Facebook. Also, please search the beautiful and awesome Nikki Rich online at www.thenickyrichshow.com, and you may listen to this broadcast again at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Nikki Rich Show. So welcome again, guys. Today we have an awesome topic. We're going to be discussing HIV and AIDS. And on the line, I have today the phenomenal and beautiful Kesia J. Kesia, how are you? Well, hold on just one second, guys. Let's just make sure she's on. Um, Just give us a second. We're having a few technical difficulties. She's going to be with us today. We're going to be discussing HIV and AIDS and AIDS awareness, which is really, really good. This is an awesome topic today. Um, Please search us, like I said, again at www.thenickyrichshow.com. And to hear this again, go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Nikki Rich Show. Also, I'm really enjoying having you spending time with us here today. Like I said, this is going to be an awesome topic. This topic really, really touches so many lives, and um, it touched my life, my, my life as well, because, you know, my mother, she actually passed away from this disease. So um, a lot of you new listening to it right now, um, it's probably a little shocked because this is my first time this year disclosing it to the, the actual public worldwide. And so um, she actually died from the disease, and not the actual disease, but the complications of it. And um, it really broke my heart. So this year is the anniversary of her 10-year death, which would actually be July the 10th, um, when she actually passed away. So this year is an actual day of celebration um, for, I'm sorry, a, a, a year. And the reason I say celebration is because I I came out to where I can actually voice it so it sounds it may sound weird to some but to myself yes I can stand and and actually voice it and use this that happened in my life you know what I experienced to help so many other people so I am celebrating helping others so again today we're going to have the lovely and beautiful and phenomenal Kesia J join me and she's going to talk about this with me and we're going to discuss what she's doing in the community, what I am doing as an HIV and AIDS activist, and we're just going to talk about what we do and what it is we're pouring into the community to help so many others. So here we go again. I'm going to introduce her. I do apologize to you guys for the technical difficulties, but she's here, the lovely and awesome Kesia J. How are you, Kesia? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. I'm so happy to have you on today, and I admire your push and what you're doing in the community. You're just an awesome woman, and I just want you to go ahead and tell everyone about yourself and what it is that you do. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, I was actually diagnosed with AIDS 11 years ago, and since then, um, while working in the music industry, I said I can't allow this whole stigma and this whole situation to take me over. 
So instead I said, you know what, I do want to educate and I want to save as many lives as I can. So from that point I started educating and I started writing the high school in Houston, Texas. And I teamed up with the radio station there and I started speaking in high school. And a few years later I really turned it into a whole way of living. Um, and I stopped working in the music industry and dedicated my life to telling my story and also educating and, and incorporating my story. Um, so it was more so of just using myself as a vessel to show people it doesn't have to get that far. You know, had I learned or knew more about HIV AIDS, I could have prevented it getting to that point just by simply getting tested. Wow. And so when when you're out, let me just ask the question, when you're out and you're in the community, um, you know, and you're around others, you know, what do they tell you about what you're doing? Are they inspired? You know, have how many, like, have you touched so many people? Like, how do you feel when that, when you know you're touching others? Um, I definitely get that a, a whole lot. I get a lot of people who treat, put me on a pedestal and treat me like a celebrity or treat me like, Almost, it, it depends. Sometimes I get treated like a spectacle. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, they don't believe me because a lot of people in society identify AIDS with a certain look. So for them, it's like, well, girl, you don't look like you had it. You don't look like what you're saying happened to you. So it's almost like they're they're confused, a bit, you know, blown away. Um, but I've never really, to be honest, I've never really experienced the stigma. And a lot of people are like, well, how is it? And I think it's because I carry myself a certain way. So, therefore, people become confident in something they don't know because I'm so confident in it. So I get, I get so many parts of the spectrum dealing with people. It's, it's actually comical because people are just so blown away. Wow. Well, I do. I have to I have to say that um, – my mom, she actually passed away from it in um, 2007. Mm. And, um, yeah, so you, you can kind of see that sometime that, you know, ago, long ago, or that many years ago, the stigma, you know, attached to it, I believe, is what put her in a major depression because I experienced her going into a depression when I was about 11 years old. I didn't mm-hmm. actually, actually know why. And, of course, she was very well at concealing it because she was so independent. But, um this thing actually put her in a corner of depression and and literally drove her to her death. I actually think that she died more of depression than she did of the actual disease. Absolutely. And so, yeah, and so me myself, you know, on you know, even unknowingly I was living you know, I don't have the disease, but I was living with it because I was experiencing the depression. I was experiencing what she was going through and then at her death uh, I was just broken into pieces because I didn't find out, which was which is crazy, until two days before she actually passed away that she was positive. So um, when I took all that in, it just crushed me into pieces. And um, I had to, you know, I had to just stay strong, and I just thank God for my husband and my family bringing me through it. And I just said, you know, at the right time, I'm going to go out and fight fight this thing and help people get more educated about it so that people won't have to just ball up in a corner and just die. They can live freely and know they can live a normal life and not have to be mistreated or discriminated against. Right. You know, so it, it, it really sucks to have to yes, go through that. It definitely does. It definitely does. And I tell people all the time, nobody dies from AIDS. 
It doesn't happen like that. What you die from, you either die from an extenuating circumstance such as pneumonia or staph infection, or you die in the mind first and then your body follows. And it's very, very hard to deal with something of a diagnosis with AIDS. I found out at near death. Like I had two T cells. I was in the hospital for a month and a half. And they pretty much told me to, you know, pack it up. You're about to be out of here. But, you know, if I had died in the mind, I wouldn't be here 11 years later. So I tell people all the time, mental health has a lot to do with HIV AIDS. It plays a massive role. Yes, it does. It most certainly does. And she was actually under 50 T-cell count um, when she passed on um, to be with the Lord. And it, it just really broke me into, like I said, again, in pieces. And she, I like the way you said mental, a mental, you know, destruction because she was destroyed mentally, you know, mm-hmm. and died from the disease. And I just, I just want people to know and be aware of, you know, aware of HIV and that they, you know, those with it can live a positive life without having to be discriminated against, even with the LGBT community the same way. You know, we should not discriminate against anyone. Um, we should love um, people, and it just really hurts me to see how many how many people go through this thing, and it, just, it really sucks. And I also have to say um, this is why I've created HIV Think Positive. And this is my new organization where I need people to think that when they come come in contact with people, always, you know, wrap it up, use protection, and think that they're positive. You can't assume that by looking at someone that they are, that they're positive or that they're not just by looking at them. And then right. also HIV, think positive. Again, meaning that you need to think positive about those that do have it and think and be aware of how you're treating them. So Very true. You, Yes, exactly. So, you know, this this is a, a really great topic. I, I just admire you so very much for having the courage to stand up and fight against it and also make people aware and educate them on the disease. And I, I just really love that about you. Um, can you also tell me um, what positive word do you have for the community, you know, words that will educate? What do you tell those out there when you're speaking at conferences, when you're out engaging with the community, what do you do, like, within your own organization? Um, I definitely start with the whole self-love aspect. I don't start out with HIV AIDS because a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't even want to hear about it. So I always let them know that before HIV there was a girl trapped in a young woman's body who knew nothing about herself. And from that I got into a relationship and I found out a lot of things about myself that I didn't know. I didn't know that I didn't love myself. It's a lot of, about me I didn't know. So I had to learn how to love myself after being diagnosed. So I always start with learn to know who you are. Learn, identify yourself. Figure out right. who you are because once you start figuring out who you are, you're going to start to figure out other things. You're going to start to question about STDs and HIV and you're going to start questioning those things because you're going to make sure that you're okay. You're going to love right. yourself enough to find, find those things out. So I would tell everyone to, it doesn't start with HIV. It starts with yourself. It, start, it starts with wanting to get to know who you are. So you can educate yourself on the bigger picture. And, and, I, and, I, and I say that wherever I go. And it, it starts now. I still have to love myself despite of a diagnosis. Let the world tell it I'm not supposed to love myself or anyone else is not supposed to love me for that matter. Right. So I still have to I still have to live by that even though I'm teaching that. 
Absolutely. So I just tell people all the time it starts with it starts with self love. Absolutely, I agree with that. And then also I want people to know that, you know, it's not a death sentence. HIV isn't a death sentence. You you can live life normally. You can travel, get married, still have children. You can enjoy mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, and I want those that are that are HIV negative to know that, you know, we should not have a prejudice against those that are positive. There shouldn't be that shouldn't be there and that not have the state of mind that they were just being irresponsible because there were people born with it and those that did contract it, they're they're responsible too. Sometimes things just happen and, you know, I just want people to be more educated and aware that you know, it is in the world, the disease exists, but we are all still one people. We should all treat each other with respect, and um, we should be elevating and helping people opposed to, you know, putting them down or making them feel distant or, you know, just pushing them in a corner. Because many times people go in depression just based on what people say. Some people just don't have the strength to fight against the words of people. Some people actually care about what people think. I'm not one of those people, but there are people that actually care about what people think, and it it actually breaks them. What do you think? What do you think about that? It it definitely does, and and that's again why I definitely stress the self love, because when you start to live your life according to what people think, it, and most of sixty percent of individuals care about what other people think for whatever reason. Um, And I've learned that after being diagnosed. And I've also learned that a lot of the reason why the message in education is not being received well amongst um, others in the outside world is because a lot of our advocates are still very broken, and they still care a lot what people think. And until us as advocates can kind of get that barrier of, you know what, I could care less what you think, Sure. I cannot, your thoughts can't change my diagnosis, but what I am going to do is show you that it, it, my life didn't stop with a diagnosis. So for whatever reason, we, we are trapped in a world where people weigh so much on what people think, and yet and still, that's why things aren't changing. So again, all of it stems from self-love as to why we're even in the predicament. Wonderful. And it, it also, I'm sure self-love goes back to me asking you this question as well, what would you tell people that they think about wanting to come out and just, you know, let the world know about their status, but they're afraid to, they're apprehensive? So what would you tell those that want to come out and say, hey, you know what, I'm HIV positive, I love myself, I want to help others, um, but they're afraid because they, they don't know how their family will respond or their friends. What What would you say? Um, I, I actually, a couple of months ago, ended up reaching out to Kiki Palmer. She had this platform called Love is the Gag. And I saw it, and I was like, okay, Love is the Gag, that's great. I said, but we need to stress Love is the Gag is on other levels. And when I took over her platform on social media, on Snapchat, I had literally over 40 to 50 people come out and say that I'm positive. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to talk to. My family doesn't know. And it was to the point where they were reaching out to Kiki saying, please bring her back once a month. And um, she reached out to me and her team reached out to me and said, we've never had a platform like that. And we have celebrities take over and they've never asked for anyone to come back. And I say that to say a lot of people are suffering in silence. And, And you have no idea how when you suffer in silence, you're killing yourself. 
So it's it's a form of suicide that you're gonna deal with if you choose not to just talk to somebody and just say, Hey, this this you'll be surprised who else is looks like you. And I think a lot of people don't wanna talk because they're afraid that no one else looks like them. And, and you'll be you'll be very surprised on the amount of people that look like you that are positive. Huh. But don't want to talk because they feel like they don't have a friend, and and that is absolutely not true. I, I agree, and you know, I think that most people. I mean, I'm not going to say most. Some people walk in an ignorance of they're not even thinking that there are people just right in their circle. You could be in a circle of maybe five or six people, maybe even ten, who knows, a small circle, and someone in that circle nine times out of ten could be positive. And the things you're saying, the mean ways, the mean things that you're saying are, you know, the the prejudice, that could actually cradle them into not wanting to come out and they want they look at them and they're like I thought you were my friend but they don't want to come out and say hey you know I thought you were my friend but I can't tell you that this is happening to me because I just heard what you said or how you feel about those that are positive and so we need to be careful about what we're saying even in the midst of people you know words hurt and sometimes you know you yes you can forgive but I do believe words hurt more than an actual physical hit or blow so yeah, they do. It does. It it lives it lives with you and it's so hard to come out of that and it's so hard to continue to push forward when you keep hearing that voice in your head, you know, repeating those things that you heard just while in the midst of those people. It, and it it just really sucks. So I just want I just want to let the community know out there that there are people you know, in in your midst that that are positive, and they may not have come out and told you or said anything. Um, but please just be careful of those around you and just be aware for yourself. Um, Kesia, you're doing such a great job. Can you tell people where to find you at? Um, yes, they can actually find me on my website, which is relaunching on Seco de Mayo this Friday at imkeishaj.com. They can find me on all social media at I am Keisha J. That's I A M K E C I A J, and on all social media, Twitter. Um, I'm always accessible. I don't ever like to feel people feel like I'm not accessible. You can reach out to me at any point in time, and I will respond. That is so awesome, and I just want to take this time to just um, just give a love shout out to my mom who is. Like I said, she's deceased. Her name is Angela uh, Marie Larry. Um, I love you so very much, and, you know, God bless your spirit. I also want to give a shout-out to Dina Gray Hughes in Houston, Texas. HIV lives does matter. All lives matter. Um, I also want to give a special love shout-out to Legacy Clinic on Montrose. You guys are amazing. I love you for what you're doing in the community. Um, for your efforts and how you're pouring back in to so many people that need help that are, you know, they're not dying from the disease, but they're dying from the hurt and the pain of the public or cruel people that, that hurt them. And I just want to say I love you guys so very much. Is there anybody you want to want to give a special thanks to, Keisha? Um, absolutely. Um, it's great that you said legacy in Houston because they are really the reasons as to why I'm positive, <laughs> that I, I'm yeah. positively positive today. Um, they were Wonderful. they were very very a big huge 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 aspect. I was actually just there a week ago, yes, and just awesome. getting a tour of the new facility, 
And, wow. you know, it, I was just blown away because it's been 11 years, and they actually helped me get on my feet. And, um, yes. you know, Grace News, her ex-husband, Kirby Gray, mm-hmm. um, is the reason why <laughs> I yes. was able to start my platform. So just everyone who's been a part of my journey as to why I'm here 11 years later, just thank you. Thank you. Yes, and, and, and there's just so awesome over there at Legacy. Like I said, another love shout-out to you guys. We love you so much over here. I do want to also recognize Kyler Keith and Etta Dude. I hope I pronounced your name right, for the song that you guys just heard. It's called If I. A big shout-out to them. Thank you, Nikki Rich. Thank you um, to everyone out there listening, our weekly, weekly listeners. Um, we do appreciate you listening and continuing to support um, the Nikki Rich Show platform. Remember, it airs Monday through Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. specific standard time. And please, if you can, um, reach out to others. You know, try to help in your community. Find something that you could do to help make a difference in your community out there. You know, you don't have to be rich. You don't have to be a mega superstar, you don't have to, you know, just be a, this big grand person. Just reach out, you know, ask God what is it you have, what talents you got, what gift you have where you can pour back in and do something small. It doesn't have to be big. Um, and it can change someone else's life out there. And I just want to just tell everyone out there, um, I love you all, you know, positive or negative. We're all one unit. No one's different from the other. We're all equal. We all should be treated equally with respect and love, and no one should be discriminated against based on their choices or based on things that's happened in their lives. God wants us to pray for everyone, and we need to remember that we all fall short and no one is greater or stand higher than the next. Just remember to please tune in again. We thank you so much for joining us on this day this Inspirational Tuesday was a very special day for me. Um, it's very emotional for me, actually. And um, please remember to visit us again at www.thenickyrichshow.com and listen to this broadcast again if you would desire or like to. Just go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash forward slash the Nikki Rich Show. Again, Kesia J. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. I do apologize. I love you so much. You are just an inspiration to me. You're inspirational, (laughs) and we love you here. And you're welcome back at any time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And you're, you're very welcome. Again, everybody, thank you again. Remember to keep God first. Remember to wrap it up. Help those in need. We love you. Stay encouraged. God bless you. And we'll see you again next Tuesday at 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you. Bye-bye.